You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. One of the things I hear a lot from leaders and practice owners is feeling like they've trained their new staff and feel like that staff member should know how to do everything right in their practice. And for whatever reason, they have clinicians or admin who are falling short and not able to do all the things that they're supposed to do or are doing things wrong. And one of the first books I read, and I can't remember the name of it, it was over a decade ago, around leadership, talked about this idea that for every five minutes of work that a person does, they should get 20 minutes of training on that five minutes of work. So obviously, if someone works 40 hours a week, not every minute of their job in those 40 hours of the week is something new and different. So for every five minutes of something different that they have to do in their work, they should be trained for about 20 minutes worth, which really proves this point that I think most of us don't follow in leadership is that we need to spend a lot more time and dedicate a lot more time to the training during the onboarding process for our new staff. And I think because we're busy as leaders and we often are the people doing the onboarding ourselves, that we just have a limited amount of time to be able to train new staff members. And one of the best things that I did in this arena was bring someone into a position of training and onboarding because it was something that I just didn't have the time to do myself nor the other leaders in my group practice. And it's made such a big difference in terms of the satisfaction that our staff has after those first 90 days of being employed. We do reviews and check on what we could do better, what things were missed, what was helpful for them during the onboarding process. And so much of the positive feedback we get comes from staff members saying that they really felt like they had a support person that was available and had time for them and really went in depth in helping them be successful in their jobs. And so I wanted to chat a little bit about our pretty simple process for ensuring that week by week, so we do a 90-day onboarding, so 12 weeks, where at the end of those 12 weeks, our leadership team really 
knows if this person's going to be a good fit in our practice. I find this to be a, such a helpful process because historically we've just hired someone and once we hire them, we aren't thinking about whether they're a good fit anymore. We just think they're hired, now we need to train them and coach them if they make mistakes. And we, over the years, have shifted to when we hire someone, those first 90 days are sort of probationary in our heads. And we are doing all we can in those 90 days to help them succeed in their job. And then we intentionally decide if this person's going to be a good fit long-term after those 90 days, because we know after 90 days that we've done all the work we can to help them be successful. So it's really helped us be proactive and intentional about making decisions around who we have on our team. And I wanted to chat a little bit about some of the things that we look at. So we essentially have a spreadsheet, very basic spreadsheet in Google Drive or Google Sheets. And the onboarding person and the supervisor for that clinician and our admin, head of admin, who ensures that you know they're doing their notes on time and that scheduling appointments with them is easy and that there aren't any sort of hiccups with how they're managing their calendar, that those three people every week go into the spreadsheet and put notes in there. And it's a few minutes of their time every week, but as the weeks go, you really get a robust report that shows the health and success of that clinician in the practice. And if problems arise, they're written in there. And so we can see the problems that they're seeing, maybe being late to sessions or not doing notes on time or writing too long of notes that we'll be able to see really quickly if the feedback and support that our team is giving is helping them fix those issues. So some of the things that we are looking at is notes. And we have some columns around the timeliness and the quality. And it's very simple. Under timeliness, we just do yes, no, if it's timely, if it's not. And under quality of notes, we do high, medium, low. Like is it high quality, medium quality, or low quality notes? And we do that each week. We write yes, no, timely, high, medium, low for quality. Very simple. And then we have a section on appointments. And we type in how many intakes they got that week, how many canceled that week, how many total sessions they had, and how many total clients they have on their caseload that week. And obviously, we're wanting to see throughout the weeks, are the number of total sessions increasing, are the number of total clients that they have increasing. So because we do salary, we want to make sure that by the 90 days, they have a full caseload. And we're looking at you know how many canceled appointments are there. Is it a problematic amount of canceled clients? Because then we can coach and work with them on how to screen for that. We have a section on administrative, which just is making sure that the clinician is ensuring that their intake paperwork is in the EHR before seeing them. We have a section on communication that says, how are they responding to emails? Are they responsive? You know, I know one of the things that gets brought up a lot is hiring people who then are not really responsive to emails and communication. And so this allows us to see how responsive are they? Do they seem to be responding, you know, during their work hours in timely fashion or not? We also have a section on culture, which is essentially, are they engaged in the practice culture? And the onboarding person will make quick little notes like, yep, they went to our monthly staff supervision group meeting, or uh, we had a dinner out and they came with, or 
this person came into the office and had their door closed the whole time, even between sessions, things like that they'll write in there. And then the last four sections are a clinician self-report, supervisor report, admin report, and an onboarding report. And so each week, the onboarding person just might have a few sentences or a few words to report on how that person has been doing while they've been training them and onboarding them. And sometimes it's everything is great. Sometimes it'll be a little bit more in depth. Sometimes they'll list something really positive that happened, or they might say, you know, a person needs a lot of handholding or whatever. The admin report, the our head of admin will go in and say, you know, if there's any positives or negatives around scheduling and getting new clients on their calendar since our clinicians have control of their calendar. And then the supervisor will put in the supervisor report cell in the uh, spreadsheet anything that they notice like about them integrating into the office, about supervisory issues. And then the onboarding coordinator will ask the clinician for a self-report, like, how is this week going for you? Are you, you know, and, and we'll write anything that they feel or that they say. So sometimes they'll say, I'm really overwhelmed or I feel really supported. And they'll just write that in there. And that gives us a full, robust view of the week for that clinician. And we do that for all 12 weeks. And it really gives us great data points around you know, how likely it is that this person's a good fit for our practice at the end of those 90 days. So let me know what you do for ensuring that the people that you bring into your practice, how do you know during that onboarding time if that person is going to be successful in your business? Is there a process that you go through? I'd love to hear it. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.